On this episode of Resi Week, Rovi has purchased TiVo for $1.1 billion, why physical media may not be done yet, plus what is the best streaming device for you. All that and more next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 14, recorded Monday, May 2nd, 2016. Not dead yet. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Buy-In. This is Resi Week, the weekly look at the home and residential segment of the AV industry. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host. With us to talk about that very thing, first and foremost, Mr. Jeremy Glowicki from Residential Systems. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you doing, Tim? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, also with us, uh, a, a person I have read and followed for many years, not just about AV, but he also writes a very good, very good blog about beer uh, and all kinds of fancy schmancy beers. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Siaka, John Siaka, Siaka Tweets. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, thank you very much, both, uh, for, for joining us here. Um, it, it, not that anybody needs to know this, but just to let you know what how we do things is we send stories out to these folks, uh, these fine uh, people who, who give us their time on a weekly basis, um, saying, hey, here's some stories we think that would be interesting. Uh, try to give them two or three days in advance notice just so, you know, we all have busy lives. We want to read, you know, read through the stories. And then every once in a while, something <laughs> will pop up after we send out said stories. Uh, this is one of those weeks, and you know what? God love it. The AV industry in general is in the midst of everybody buying everybody, uh, and I thought that the residential market would actually be immune to that, and lo and behold, they're not. Uh, if you're watching the video, Rovi is buying TiVo in a $1.1 billion, as in B, billion-dollar deal. Um, one thing that's interesting about this story, if you read through it, first of all, uh, is the amount. Uh, you got over a billion dollars for a company who started out about 16, 17 years ago, um, and has become a Kleenex brand. And then when I say when I say that, TiVo has become a verb for fast forwarding and recording and skipping over commercials. And and they were one of the original DVRs, or at least the most po- the more popular DVRs. And now they have they have become a verb for recording and playing back your your uh, your record your your shows on a hard drive, right? So that's one of the interesting things is is the fact that Rovi is keeping that name because of longevity, because of the brand recognition. The other thing is is the amount. Holy cow! Uh, over a billion dollars for a company that, even though they have the brand recognition, the last couple of years they have struggled uh, when it comes to uh, a number of different um, let's just say moves, right? Um, they have they they've become the Kleenex, but they've also lost market share. In doing that, um, both DirecTV and Dish Network now have their own DVRs. Um, Comcast and Time Warner and Charter, who are in, here in St. Louis, they all have their own DVRs. Uh, so, Jeremy, first and foremost, what do we make of this deal? Is this a good deal by by Rovi and picking up TiVo? Um, you know, to be honest, I don't know as much about the Rovi side of it, uh, but I've done a little bit of research on on that. Uh, you know, the the channel guide and and it looks like um, they're they're really trying to merge what they do really well with what TiVo does really well, and that's 
create a dynamic channel guide for what is, you know, like you said, the Kleenex of DVRs that is trying to make a, a new, um, you know, kind of inroad with the whole 4K um, approach with their new Bolt product, it looks like. So, um, you know, they're, they're trying to blend in the streaming apps. It's not as um, comprehensive as a, as a, you know, Apple TV or Roku or something like that, but it does have what appears to be Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, YouTube, and Pandora as their first foray into the streaming services integrated into the DVR. And then you've got the 4K um, capability. And so to have a dynamic guide that's, um, you know, TiVo pretty much had a standard guide, right? I mean, it seemed yeah. like a pretty straightforward guide. And, and you can really personalize what uh, what what you're you're getting uh, now with the blend of the two technologies. So, you know, with this with this deal, you're you're I don't know if you're not going to get uh, um, uh, um, I, something that we're used to on our our side with um, you know some of the really dynamic user interfaces. But I think that you probably are going to get a little bit more zippy user interface for yeah. the TiVo. Um, mobile friendliness, perhaps. Um, so for TiVo, it seemed like a good fit from why they would say this is great for us and, of course, making some money. Absolutely. I don't know if it's going to... What From Rovi, uh, gives them some legitimacy and uh, a direct partner that obviously is very expensive, but they've been kind of behind the scenes doing OEM relationships with a lot of other... Um, services now they've got their own that they're gonna be able to work directly with so I, I don't know the business end of it and how much things are supposed to cost but it seems like a good blend of two technologies for sure from just a straight user standpoint yeah John uh, Jeremy makes a good point about the fact that you got these two two um, products now Rovi has been doing a lot of OEM and so now they have their own product line uh, bolt came out I think I could be wrong about this but I think Cedia um, last year was one of the first times that they 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 laid out the the, the Bolt 4K. What do you make of, of taking these two two technologies and kind of you know merging them together? Well, TiVo seems to have it's one of those products that has just phenomenal customer loyalties. Um, you know, you talk about like a brand for life. People talk about TiVo and they once they've had it, they do not want to give it up. Yeah. Um, so I think what they're buying. Besides their technology, certainly their name, you know, you said it's almost like a generic word in the industry. I think that the big move for them might would be to start licensing that technology into all of these Comcast and Scientific Atlanta and Motorola cable boxes. I mean, people hate those cable boxes. They love TiVo. If they could start licensing it in there like something Dolby would do, that seems like just a way to print money. Um, I will tell you, in our market, um, we don't really do a lot of TiVo because cable card is so god-awful to work with, and we just don't have any off-air TV here. So every time that a customer says they have TiVo and we have to integrate with it, all of our installers groan. Um, so um, I, it does seem like that the, the new Bolt thing was a really a big step in the right direction for them, but until that they can really integrate with a cable box or satellite box on a, on a better level, I think that's going to be their, you know, their flaw, their, their, their big hurdle. The other thing too is, is that you're seeing the boxes from Dish and DirecTV are getting so awesome. Um, I mean, I have the Hopper 3 and I, I really can't think of anything that I would want it to do that it doesn't do. Um, so I think these third-party boxes are, you know, getting 
it's a harder sale. Um, certainly for TiVo, you know, the 1.1 billion is the is the strong play here. Will that end up being a good thing for Roby or not? I think it'll just we'll have to see how they're going to leverage that and you know use it. It's a very good point that you the the whole idea that that the boxes are getting better and better, and I think part of that actually is is the the uh, genericization if that's a word um, of TiVo and and people taking their their innovations right and and making them better. I mean, the, if you think back, good lord, even even five six years ago. Some of the iterations of DirecTV's um, interface was not the greatest in the world. Um, ten years ago, ten or twelve years ago, DirecTV actually had a deal with TiVo. Right? It was it was a partnership, and it was you. If you got a DirecTV DVR, it was a TiVo interface. It was a TiVo device. Uh, and for whatever reason, that deal you know was not renewed for some, for some reason. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see you know how these these guys play this out, and and if they can if they can move into a better integration with you know, satellite boxes and the cable companies. So, uh, all right. Uh, next up story is uh, actually a story from John and talking about uh, physical media. It's interesting, right? Um, I, I I read this and then the very next day I went to um, Best Buy and my kids were like, "You have to want, you have to buy the Force Awakens," and I had to explain to them, "No, not yet." Uh, but um, <laughs> I'll explain why in a second. But John, you're talking about physical media, right? And the fact that for years and years and years, people are have been si- sounding the death knell of physical media. Uh, Reed Hastings from Netflix at one point um, said that by 2020, Netflix will no longer be in the physical media business, right? They're, they're going to be nothing but streaming. Uh, and that was him obviously forecasting. Why do you think that physical media is not dead? Well... I think that at the end of the day, when it comes down to something that people really love and they really want to own, they want that hard copy of it. Um, you know, we're seeing it with vinyl. People want to get the record again. Yep. Um, I just think that it, there are certain things people want to have the physical disc of. And streaming still is not there yet with the absolute same quality. Um, when I think that if it gets to the point where it is on parity, it might be a different story. But Today, if you want the best quality of something, that means getting a physical disc. So I think there's a variety of things, but I think there's going to always be that sense of I want to own it, I want to be able to hold it in my hand, I want to have it forever, I want that to be the disc. Now, most of the discs today come with a digital copy, so you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. I could spend $19 and get the digital-only version, or I could spend $19 and get the disc and the digital version. So, you know, I I put it on my daughter. She can watch The Force Awakens on her phone. But I said, before you watch it, we got to watch it on the big screen first. So yeah. um, I, I think that people, they, they want to, if it's something they love and they want to have forever, they want to own it. And I think that now that we're moving into Ultra HD and Ultra HD Blu-ray, where I think we're going to continue to see an even bigger disparity of quality. You know, when you talk about uh, a Netflix stream, which is somewhere around 15 megabits per second, versus an Ultra HD stream, which is somewhere around 100 megabits a second. That's a lot of difference um, in quality. And I think that people are going to maybe shift back toward that, and especially on the high end, it's like want to have that the best version possible. Well, I was actually going to bring that up, is, is that for a number of years, one of the things people were pointing to, myself included, about the demise of physical media is you have this move to the next generation of resolution and and we can agree to disagree on UHD versus versus 4K and what all those acronyms mean. But let's just call it the next generation of, of resolution, right? Something beyond 1080p. 
up until recently, in the last six months, there has not been really a good physical media transport for the next generation of resolution for 4K for UHD TV or for for UHD. Are you, are you saying that that the, the, that as we're getting into that, that that's going to move people back to physical media then, and away from? I think that it. Okay. I think that it might. I mean, not not in the mainstream, um, because I think the mainstream is mostly pretty happy with you know Netflix at, at the lower quality level, and they don't care about the audio really. Um, but you're going to see this disparity in quality even even greater now that 4K is coming out, because we're talking about so much more data. And the people that are wanting to buy 4K TV with a $400 player are the people that are going to want to have it in the highest quality level. And the disparity between streaming 1080 and streaming 4K, I think, is going to be even greater. And I think that's what's going to help um, UHD Blu-ray to have a little bit of staying power. All right. Mr. Lewicki, from your standpoint, uh, where do you stand on, on the whole media, those physical media versus maybe let's call it the cloud media i um i hung on to my netflix uh disc um uh service for a long time i finally gave in and went full on streaming and i'm kind of missing access to some of those movies that i used to be able to get from uh you know just the mail delivery um but you know from itunes to stream there's quite a bit of selection of first run movies I do think it comes down to family options too with the kids that uh, you know they want something when they want it and it's not always there and you know there there are collecting kind of cultures still going on whether it's the boomer group that's been doing that their whole lives that they still want a physical copy of everything um, and that's a huge population that's still spending money or you know for little kids to have that disc that they can just go grab and they don't have to go you know searching for it. I think there's going to come a time when when it's it's just not going to be a, a practical uh, thing, and we're going to have the bandwidth for for all these you know higher resolutions and everything. But I think for right now, I mean, the story for for John really was about this recent surge in sales with the Force Awakens that yeah. really just showed that there's this currently right now in time there's still when it's the right movie you're still going to sell physical media, and um, I think he made a great point that that it's not dead yet, but you know, from down the road, I, I, I still think we're evolving beyond that, and I don't know if we're going to go back to wanting to go get that case and find that disc. And it's it's uh, the convenience factor of just being able to turn on your TV and, and do a couple of clicks and find what you're looking for. And for the most part, you know, we put up with when it locks up or it takes a little bit of buffering time to get it started. It, I mean, my Blu-ray player is is pretty terrible, frankly, and it takes just as long for it to warm up and get going. And I've just never felt like replacing it because how long am I going to need this thing? You know. Well, so. and, and honestly, this this is unfortunately where where I will point out that that all three of us are of a certain age. Um, I don't believe that any of us could qualify as a millennial. Um, uh, um, so. Um, you know, that, that's, I, I don't think that, that we, we are, uh, necessarily on the millennial deal. So we'll, we'll, you know, I, I think we're kind of good, uh, as far as, as the physical media, but, but we'll see what the next generation goes. So, uh, all right guys, real quickly, uh, before I, I let you get out of here, um, streamers and, and streaming, um, uh, Mr. Glicky from, from your standpoint, we, we've got a story here from, 
um, uh, CNET, whether or not um, what's the best streaming device on the market for you. Um, they mentioned the Roku, but what else? What else is out there for you? Well, uh, I'm an Apple TV guy, and it's hard to switch to another um, device when you're kind of everything's programmed. I've got all you know, Universal Remotes programmed for this, and I'm not jumping around a lot. But um, our, our friend Todd Puma, who's been on on the podcast quite a bit, uh, did a great piece um, where he compared and contrasted, and really came to um, convince me after really being the guy that made the hard sell for me on the Apple TV and I'm all in, um, that the Roku um, kind of comes out on top for him because of the Amazon um, Prime uh, capability. And there, I'm, I'm a bit of a TV binge watcher, and there are these shows that come on Amazon that I don't have access to unless I want to sit at my computer and watch them. And I think that from a content standpoint, that's what kind of you know, makes the, the Roku stand out. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do what he recommended, which is to have basically one of each because I'm, I'm happy with my Apple TV for the most part. And I think in another, another room, I'll, I'll add a Roku. Um, that's been my experience. I, I need to physically experience it to really comment um, properly on this. I'm sure John has a little more experience, like dabbling a little bit in other areas, but uh, yeah, real, real quickly, John, before we go, cause you, we, we got to let you go. Um, what is your uh, yeah. favorite, your favorite, favorite, favorite streamers? Well, my personal favorite one would be Kaleidoscape. Kaleidoscape. Anything. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that we sell and we sell a lot of Sonos. We love Sonos. Obviously it doesn't do any video. It's all music, but um, we love Sonos uh, for most of our clients though. Really we're, we're using, apps built into the TV or a Blu-ray player. Um, I would say that high 90% of what our clients want to do is watch Netflix, and there's so many ways to go about doing that. I personally don't really do any streaming, uh, to be honest. I, really? I still okay. Do net, I still do discs with Netflix. I mean, the only digital media that I buy is from the Kaleidoscape store. I mean, <laughs> how opulent is that? Okay. Um, but um, from, from a Resi installation standpoint, uh, most of our customers are using a Blu-ray player because it's something they have or they're buying anyhow, and they just really want to do Netflix. It has a really easy interface for them. Um, well, one, when we do find something else, um, Roku does have a Time Warner app, which is great for replacing a cable box. So that is one that we integrate with sometimes. We don't sell any of them. So it all kind of comes down to telling the customer, go and get the one that you want, and we'll put it in for you. Um, so in, in a lot of ways, we're kind of agnostic with that. No. Um, I, I do have to say, I, we had a, a daughter three weeks ago yesterday, Yay. and I have a pediatrician appointment that I've got to go to. So I apologize, i got to cut out a little short. And it's Siaka Tweets, right? Siaka Tweets, it okay. is. Thank you, sir. I, all, always, right. always a pleasure. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Glowicki, I'm, I am going to ask you a couple of real, quick, real quick questions about the streaming devices. Um, are we going to do a point, or will we ever get to a point where the big, I'm going to call it the big two, um, media devices, and, and most people will call them game systems. Right now, I'm, I'm, they're going to be media devices, and that's PlayStation and that's Xbox, right? Both of these have gotten into the point where they have content that you can stream from them. Good Lord, I, I was on Xbox last night, and um, you can't, I could, I could have already buy uh, or pre-order Deadpool, right? Um, from, from, and, and download it straight to the Xbox. Uh, they stream. They've got all of the apps that you mentioned for the, for the Roku. They have the Apple TV. They, they have uh, Amazon. They have Netflix. They have all these, uh, Hulu and, and YouTube. Are we going to get to a point where 
these these other devices like the Roku's, like the Chromeboxes, are going to go away, or are there always going to be a place for them uh, in, in this ecosystem? Yeah, that's a tough question to answer, but you're right. I mean, I totally forget. I'm not a gamer, so I, I don't think of those devices, but I know plenty of grown adults who that's their device, you know, that's it. That's all they need to get. Yeah. And, and that's where, that's where you, you stream your movies and, and everything goes through, through that one place. And that's a great uh, Trojan horse, so to speak, into the home for those streaming services. And um, you're, you're adding the gaming aspect onto it, which is the primary entertainment function for most, a lot of people, frankly. Um, but uh I, you know, I, I think everything kind of gets down to simplicity at some point and having these external devices just seems like it's, it's a lot of moving parts, really, mm -hmm. frankly. And they're, 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 I can't imagine that it's a long term uh, solution. And I've always thought smart TVs were, were a great evolution. But, uh, you know, there, there are limitations. You get locked down to what that particular manufacturer provides to you. Um, obviously, the streaming services, the, the devices like the Apple TVs, they have their limitations too. Roku seems to be the least limited of the group. Um, I, I think that having to ask an average consumer to connect anything to their TV with an HDMI cable um, or, or even to their network, you're asking for a little bit of thought that, some people just can't handle, you know, a little bit of effort that's not not exactly ideal. So if you're going to go completely huge with this, it's got to be seamless somehow, you know. And um, I, I think that eventually it's just got to be integrated in. The, I mean, that, that just seems logical to me that that's the evolution um, that we're, we're in sort of a transition period here where you're going to have little boxes still making it, you know, uh, happen. But eventually... It's going to happen behind the scenes somehow. Well, it actually comes back to our first story with, with TiVo, right? Um, because uh, both the yeah. Xbox and a number of other devices will integrate and, and will let you um, basically overlay the the their experience on top of your 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 cable your your satellite uh, experience, um, much the same way that TiVo did way back when. Um, so it'd be kind of interesting to see how all these different little ecosystems work and and the one the thing is always I, I that has always got to me about about apple tv i have one i love it it's it's great kids can use it and and that is their uh seeming refu seeming refusal to acknowledge the fact that amazon prime exists right right um and, and I, I understand it's a business it's a business model they they view them as, as a direct competitor which is why they haven't at, up to this point I'd argue that Netflix is a direct competitor to them, right? YouTube is a, is a competitor to them, even and, and even even though they have them in their ecosystem. So it's one of those things that has always it, it's I've I've discounted the Apple TV because of that exclusion, right? Mm -hmm. we, we mentioned the Roku, we mentioned the Chromebox, all of these devices, the uh, PlayStation as well as as the Xbox, have all of these other streaming and, and media presentation app, apps available to them even though yes you know amazon is a competitor to microsoft the microsoft stuff the microsoft store if you consider the fact that both of them sell media right but microsoft right. has made a business a business decision to say yeah okay sure you're you're gonna you're gonna have amazon prime awesome groovy who cares right you're still gonna pay between 300 and 500 dollars for our device and you're still going to be in our ecosystem. Yeah, you can use our use an app and go 
go do their stuff too, but you're still going to be in our system and in our environment. So kind of interesting. All right, sir. Uh, I'm going to let you go as well. So thank you so much. Okay. Great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, how can people find you and or residential systems? On Twitter, Resi Editor, and uh, through the residentialsystems.com website. Very good. Uh, and uh, you can find uh, Mr. Siaka there. He, he, he writes and blogs for, for Jeremy, uh, as well as at Siaka Tweets. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Uh, don't follow me um, on Twitter at this point. Um, it's all about the blues. And uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's hockey. So don't, don't sweat it. Uh, but go by the website if you would please. An awful lot of people spend an awful lot of hard work and time doing that. Avianation.tv. Avianation.tv, you will find this program and a host of others. Uh, actually getting ready, uh, geared up for the uh, commercial AV show called Infocom. Uh, happens um, early next month. That You can check out uh, all of our uh, our stuff, our parties, and, and the different places where a bunch of our folks are, are uh, teaching and, and tweeting and taking pictures. So check that out if you would please too. Avianation.tv. Avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been Resi Week. Thank you.